welcome back to the So Rude Podcast. My name is Paige, I'm the host, and thank you so much for listening. I can't believe we're already making our way into the double digits of episodes, which is crazy. When I first started this podcasting journey, I never saw myself getting to this point. So thank you so much for checking in and listening. I wouldn't be able to continue to grow this without your support. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you're not already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at soberude.podcast. Twitter at So Rude Podcast. You can always send in questions, comments, feedback. I love hearing everything you guys have to say, so please continue doing that. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a topic that is so cool, and if you've read the title, then you already kind of know what we're going to get into, but I'm so excited to welcome Sophia Labano back on the So Rude Podcast. We already had her for the first episode where we talked about entrepreneurship in your 20s, so if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you add it to your queue. You definitely don't want to miss that. There was some great, great, valuable information in there. So, Sophia, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. I can't believe it. I am so excited that you are back, and I think having guests is so cool. No one wants to sit and listen to me talk endlessly, so having having extra people and the value <laughs> they bring is so exciting. Yeah. So I know in our first episode, we talked about entrepreneurship and how you were able to conquer that and how you're now helping people in that realm, yeah. which is so, so exciting. You're really showing up as a coach in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be talking about something that's just a little bit more personal and it's in mm-hmm. our health space and that's living with hearing loss. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of just start off and let you um, kind of introduce yourself and what this topic means to you. Okay, cool. So again, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, so again, my name is Sophia. Um, I am 19 and I started losing my hearing when I was eight years old. It was kind of an unexpected thing. We still don't know to this day what caused my hearing loss. There's been been some speculation, but I went through so many tests when I was younger to try and figure it out and nothing came out of it. But yeah, so I started losing my hearing when I was eight. It was originally just in one of my ears. I think it was my left one. And then over time, it eventually started to affect my right ear, and I got my first pair of hearing aids, I believe, when I was eight, nine years old. Some of the dates are fuzzy to me still. Um, (laughs) It was a long time ago. And then gradually, every time I would go back for an appointment, every three to six weeks, like I was there a lot, it would get worse and worse. And so by the time I was in sixth grade, I became a candidate for a cochlear implant, which if you don't know, it's a surgery that is basically replacing all of your natural hearing with electronic hearing. So they wire this little silicone thing through your cochlea, which looks like a little snail shell. And that's where all of the sound like goes through to get to your eardrum. I'm probably not explaining this right. But um, (laughs) there's like all those hairs that are supposed to like channel the sound and all of mine were dead. So this is basically replacing this with electronic hearing. And so when I was in sixth grade, I became a candidate because I was like deaf enough. (laughs) (laughs) To think you can reach a level, like congratulations. (laughs) I know, it was so funny. They're like, yeah, congrats. Like you can qualify for surgery because you're deaf enough. I was like, sounds good. Um, So I eventually went through the process of getting all my surgery, like scheduled and stuff. But I backed out at the last minute because 
my speech therapist, which I don't really need one, they just kind of need to check off all the boxes, she thought I was doing just fine with hearing aids at that point. And it just wasn't like a good enough situation for me with school and where I was like personally and emotionally to invest in a surgery like this. And so I stayed with hearing aids for another couple years. I was still a candidate because I was progressively losing my hearing. Um, by the time I was a freshman in high school, pretty much all of my hearing in my left ear had gone. I still had about like 5% hearing left, um, which is like very, very minimal. Then in my sophomore year of high school, right around Thanksgiving, um, I went back to the audiologist and she's like, there's like, there's nothing left. And so it was the perfect time for me to get a surgery done because sophomore year is a dud. <laughs> there's nothing special that happens whatsoever. And I just was like in a good spot, I guess, mentally to get this done. So that was thanksgiving three weeks later i'm in the operating room like it was so fast wow and was, that's a quick turnaround it was insane because my doctor who had been following me my ent who had been following me since i was eight was leaving and i was going to be his last surgery and so it was five days before my 16th birthday which was 10 days before Christmas. Um, and so I'm in the hospital room and I got my first implant surgery done on my left side. It was a hard surgery, like, cause they're so close to your brain, you have to be really careful. I like had no taste buds for like a couple months. Wow. I like, it just, everything just was messed up. But, but I was so thankful that I got the surgery done when I did. And so you have to wait about, I think four weeks-ish before you can actually activate the sound. So the internal piece is there, and then the external piece, which is like connected by a magnet. So I have magnets on my head, um, <laughs> which is so fun, and I'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> you have to wait about four weeks for that to be activated. And I was like, I'm never going through the surgery again, even though I have like my right ear still declining. But after it getting activated, I was like, this is incredible. Like, I'm hearing, not through my ear, but through my brain. The sound just doesn't even go through my ear anymore. Everything is, like, insanely cool. And, okay, let's do it. So after a couple months of rehab and speech therapy and listening therapy, um, I was hearing normally. And I was hearing at a normal level. So when we're having this conversation, I, it's not even like I have hearing loss anymore. So... That is that was, so amazing. It was incredible. So that was my sophomore year. Fast forward to my junior year, I switched schools, which is a whole other story. And in May of 2018, I got my second surgery. I was home four hours later. Like I was, it was just a drastic difference from the first surgery. And I recovered like insanely well. I was back in school the following week. What? Um, just like single-sided deafness, but nothing I couldn't handle. And plus it was the end of the school year, so nothing was happening anyway. Got activated a couple weeks later and poof, everything was fine. After my first therapy session, I was released. <laughs> She's like, congrats, you graduated. I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hi, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, but no, like it just, it's crazy. So now, two years later, actually almost to the date of having surgery, I'm doing insanely well. I haven't been back to the hospital audiologist since March 2019, so it's a long time. Probably wow. should go back, but you know what I mean? Like, I used to go back, like, every three to six weeks to find out my hearing was dropping, and now I never have to find that out again. And my implants are just, like, doing everything for me. 
so yeah, that was a long-winded ex- explanation of my story. But right now, um, I have implants. I am profoundly deaf. So if a jet engine was roaring behind me, I probably would just keep walking in the other direction. Like I would have no idea. Wow. Yeah, um, it's insane. So even like going in the ocean and showering, like I take off my implants. Mm-hmm. Um, if like the ocean, I can actually wear them. I have these little wet sleeves that you put on so you can swim with sound. But um, I like my silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at night, I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. My sisters annoy me. I'm done. I take them off. I can't hear you. Um, so oh, that's it's just, great. it's bliss. But you know what? It's all good. <laughs> I like making jokes. I like making fun of myself about this, which is terrible, but yeah. No, I think anybody listening, they can hear that you're just so positive. And um, I know in in chatting with you, and I think if people listen to our first episode, they'll hear this as well. You're just so positive. You have such a great outlook on life. How do you stay so positive when you've gone through such a traumatic experience when you were really little? Honestly, that's a great question. I was just about to bring that up anyway. It was hard, I'm not going to lie, to find out that I was going deaf really rapidly when I was eight years old and still being in school. I would be at the hospital instead of attending my soccer games or basketball games. Like, And when I would you know, have opportunities to hang out with friends, I would have to be in the hospital getting tests done. So I'm not going to lie, it was a really, really difficult time when I was younger. Um, But honestly, without the support of my family and the support of my faith, I would have never been able to get through this because there was just so much hope for me that if I get to go through this, I almost looked at it as a positive. If I get to go through this, what kind of education and resources can I create for the people coming up behind me and so that's what I did with creating podcasts and I actually started mentoring moms to who have younger kids with hearing loss to explain to them I'm in college I got two implants I survived hearing loss I'm profoundly deaf so just being able to take my situation and making it like a resource for people and first of all all the people that I got to meet from the doctors and the panels that I spoke on and the fundraisers that we got to do, like just the network and community of people that would surround me was so like amazing. And I'm still so grateful to this day. So yeah, it's just, it's all about what you make it. And my mom would always say like, it's going to be your gift. It's not a curse, it's a gift. And so I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. I don't see it right now, but someday I hope I do. And that's this day. And I get to look back on it and be like, that was actually pretty cool when I got to meet all these people from like Germany and my best friend in London who I would have never met if I wasn't deaf, like all of these things. So yeah. I love that story. I think anybody listening, you're faced with a challenge like this, or maybe you just got a diagnosis, like it can feel like you're drowning and that you're underwater and having someone like you who's lived through something so challenging and has come out on the other side, as you've called it, yeah. and that you're living successfully. I just think that's so, so inspiring. Thank um, you. So people that are listening to this, I think, will definitely feel very motivated Yeah. after hearing that story. And um, I know that you said, you know, it was challenging. You were first diagnosed at eight. You didn't get yeah. the first surgery till 16. Mm-hmm. Now, eight, 16, those are ages where people are aware of kind of what's going on versus yeah. babies. Did you notice any major challenges or changes that stuck out? as, you know, making life harder in some way? 
yeah. um, or compared to other kids your age. Right. So I think that being diagnosed at eight, it was almost forcing me to mature before I was ready to, to handle hearing bad news about tests and um, having to make the decision on what mold color I'm going to do today and <laughs> what hearing aid I'm going to pick and just like all of these things that a normal eight-year-old probably shouldn't have to think about. And the hours that I would spend in the car driving back and forth from the hospital, um, just kind of having to catch up from what I would miss. Because I missed a ton of school when I was a kid from being in the hospital and having to go to appointments. It just, it eventually caught up to me. And so I kind of missed those social interactions from people because I was already like apparently light years ahead of people because I was having to figure out all of this stuff for myself. Um, not on my own, but just like having to process through like a major diagnosis like this when I was so young. And so eventually, because like I said, I had the opportunity to get the surgery when I was 12 or 13. I wasn't physically in a mature enough mindset to make that decision for myself. Like my parents were going to decide that for me. And I wanted to be the one to decide that. Like I very much voiced that opinion. And then by the time I turned 16, like that was my decision. I said, I'm ready to do the surgery because I know that it's going to benefit me. And so again, the second surgery was my decision. So that was probably the most like challenging aspect was to be in a different age mindset than all the other kids my age. And I missed my sweet 16 because I was in the hospital and I ended up having a sweet 17 instead, which was so much more oh, fun. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was so much more fun. Um, and I didn't get my license until, you know, a couple of months later because I was recovering. And so I feel like I was always a step ahead, but a step behind at the same time. And so now I'm kind of just getting caught up with that mindset. <laughs> but you know what it was I don't think I'll ever regret it though because like all of the things that I learned along the way I got to teach my peers first so yeah no I love that and you know like you said you're not glorifying what happened it was definitely mm -hmm. a challenge but you're taking what you learned from it and applying it to both your future and helping other people behind you like absolutely I just think that's so, so cool and so mm -hmm. remarkable. And I think that speaks a lot to people that are faced with these kinds of challenges. Like, mm -hmm. I hate to say this because I don't think anybody ever deserves a challenge in their life, but mm -hmm. only strong people can be faced with something Absolutely. as challenging as that and come out positive, helping other people, mentoring. Like, I just think that speaks volumes about you as a person. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, all right, bring it. What we got next, you know? Right, right. No, <laughs> totally. And so did you notice like kids growing up, did, would kids ask questions or make you feel uncomfortable in any way? Like, were they nosy at all about what you were going through? Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. Especially more when I was younger. Um, and this is all kind of new to me too. Like, oh, what are those things sticking out of your ears? Like, you know, why can't you hear? Like what happened? And just like, I usually came back with a snarky response. <laughs> <laughs> like was, all people do. No, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, why don't you have them in your ears? I'm kidding. But oh, um, <laughs> they're part of the out club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I was just like, honestly, this is what God gave me. I can't hear and that's what I'm gonna do about it and it was harder to explain it to younger kids who didn't quite understand um, but I would always make some sort of joke about it and I learned to laugh at myself more than anything 
And that has probably been the biggest gift. Because I'm like, oh, I didn't hear what you just said, but I don't really care. That's all due to my hearing loss because I'm deaf. <laughs> like, something like that. Um, and I, there's just so many on the spot that I can't think of right now. But You became very witty with your yeah, comebacks. <laughs> yeah. So I have a quick story real quick. When I was down the beach um, a couple of weeks ago, whatever, we listened to this, um, <laughs> I slept with... My, like, we had to get up to watch the sunrise at 5.30 in the morning, but I take my implants off to sleep, so I can't hear anything, so I set my alarm, and it scared the crap out of my sister, um, and she's, like, searching around trying to find what this noise is. Meanwhile, I'm sound asleep. I had no idea what was going on, and so I, I woke up a few minutes later, and she's like, your alarm just, like, woke me up. I was like, oops like that was supposed to wake me up not you <laughs> I'm sorry um and then I, I was telling my parents that I wanted to buy a sound machine for when I go to sleep <laughs> I'm forgetting that I don't hear anything when I go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're just looking at me and I'm like oh wait a minute yeah I forgot so I just learned to come up with like stupid jokes like that that just get everybody riled up and it's funny and it makes me feel better about my situation um so anyway back to your question as I got older kids kind of got meaner about it um but I learned to be and come back with something witty and laugh at this question like you're so stupid. Like, why would you ask if I wanted earbuds? I can't wear them. Like, what, what, what is, what are you thinking? You know, like, it's just, just things like that really helped, like, change my perspective on the situation and kind of take it, um, and just let it roll off my back rather than take it to heart. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I just think it's so important because obviously you are not the only person in the world with hearing loss. This is definitely something that impacts a lot of people. But if you look on like social media or you look on TV and movies, you might not always see it. So having yeah. someone like you who's putting themselves in the public eye and almost educating people like this is part of being a human. This is part of life. This yeah. can happen to someone. Um, I just think it will hopefully help people in time become more comfortable with the fact that like everybody has something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can see it. Sometimes you can't. But everybody is suffering from dealing with something. So, yeah, you know just because you can see it doesn't make it any more or less you know what I'm trying to say yeah absolutely and to add to that point like I always called it the invisible disability because you you can't even tell that I'm wearing implants unless I have my hair up or unless I say something because like I don't have a speech thing at all like people I I swear there was this one friend that I would I know for two years she had no idea I was deaf for two years so that for me, at first, I was like, how the heck did you not know? But at the same time, I'm like, wow, like, there are so many people that you have no idea that they're going through this. And it's so underrepresented in the media. And I talk about this a couple times on my podcast as well, that it's so underrepresented in the media that you're, you're deaf or have hearing loss. You're either extremely deaf and like, excuse the way I'm saying this, but like no sound sign language only I don't know sign language and then there's the community of people that do know sign language and they hate on the people that don't and are deaf so it's just like there's no middle ground of people that fit in in that space if that makes sense so that's what I kind of wanted to do with my podcast and writing a book and stuff about hearing loss to kind of break the stigma 
and tell people like you can live with hearing loss with devices and not know sign language and live a normal life so yeah no I love that I, I really really love that and so I know that you said when you were first diagnosed um, there was a lot of speculation as to like maybe what caused it mm-hmm. does anyone else in your family either you know your immediate or maybe extended family has anybody else suffered with the same challenge yeah so my grandmother um my maternal grandmother um she actually has hearing loss but hers was caused by her taking like a drug or something that um ototoxic drugs so it kind of damaged her hearing loss when she was i think 30 and so that was nothing having to do with being genetic and i think like my grandmom's aunt or somebody else had hearing loss but again it was caused by like an external source So we did all of the genetic testing on me and nothing came back with good results. I guess, I mean, good as in like nothing showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so we did thousands of blood tests and just, I'm exaggerating, but there's just, we did so many testings, MRIs. At one point they thought I had a tumor because it was just kind of rapidly onset. Um, That came back negative. Like there was just so many things. Um, And so... Eventually, we just came to the conclusion that I probably had the CMV virus, um, which is supposed to kind of damage your hearing loss, but because it was so late in the game that they realized that could have been the thing, that it was too late to do a spinal tap or anything. Plus, I have this condition where you can't really, like, touch my spine. I don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> it's, it's called a curing malformation, but they can't do a spinal tap, so... It was like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to leave it up to science eventually if they figure it out. But I still don't know to this day. Um, But yeah, so my grandmom does have hearing loss. And that's always kind of been like a bonding point for us. And especially my mom, because she had to deal with my grandmom with hearing loss when she was a young kid. And then she became a special ed teacher, so she dealt with kids in hearing loss. And then she had me. And she's like, okay, I get it. I have a kid with I know. (laughs) I prepared for this. (laughs) Exactly. She tells that story all the time. It's so funny. Sophia and I met because I had contacted her about consulting on, you know, my podcast. And I'll be honest with you, when we were first chatting, I think we were on the phone for over an hour. Like, it yeah. was more towards the end of our call. And you had shared with me, like, you know, my podcast is here now. And the reason is because I suffer with hearing loss. And I was like, shook. I was like, oh, my God, like, literally would never have known. So that just goes to show, like, one, how much you've been able to still live your life and experience all those things that you want to. And two, you never know what someone's dealing with. And I'm a big component. Like, the reason my podcast is titled So Rude, there's a couple different reasons why. But one of is because, you know, like, stop being rude. Like, life is life and people have things that they're dealing with. Confront your... Uh, assumptions confront those judgmental stereotypes in your head like that's rude that's so rude get over it move on Um, (laughs) I love that yeah no I just wanted to play that in there really quick Um, another thing you had mentioned during our chat today was that you give speeches and you know you, you try to mentor in the hearing community how rewarding has that been how did you get involved with that so that way maybe somebody else who is suffering with something that wants to give back to the community of individual individuals like I would love to learn more about that. 
I love that question. Um, so honestly, I just joined Facebook groups, and they are such a great source of people from all over the world. Um, and so I joined one specifically, or actually joined a couple about hearing loss. Um, and I find that people will comment about their struggles, and they asked if people would relate. And then I started to comment on them and be like, hey, like, I went through this too. Let's chat. And so it just kind of built those relationships with people. And eventually, like, I had people start reaching out to me asking for advice that kind of just saw that I would pop up in there and be like, hey, can you talk to me about this? And so it's been super, super rewarding. Actually, two of the people that I talked to, their kids both got implants because I told them that they would be okay. And so oh now God. I see them now I see them thriving with their implants. And I'm like, wow, like I did that. Like that's really cool. Um, that is so cool. <laughs> and it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding because they'd be like, well, what's it like to listen with music? And can you do things normally again? And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be okay. And things are going to turn out okay. It's not, not without hard work of rehab and speech therapy and listening therapy, but it all comes out to be okay. And I'm a dancer and listening to music is like one of the things I need to do and it still turns out okay. And it sounds better than it was before you had your implants on. So that's been the most rewarding part for sure. And the people you've met, like like I said, the, one of my friends in London, we met via Instagram. She came to stay with us for 12 days and she was supposed to have her wedding at Christmas. We were supposed to go over this year, um, obviously COVID and stuff, but honestly, like we would have never met if I didn't put out my story to the world and same with her. So yeah. I love that so much. And in a way, I feel like I can kind of relate. When I was five years old, I was in a really bad car accident and mm -hmm. I got what's called a brachial plexus injury which is a nerve that comes from your spinal cord and it moves your arm for, as a very, very, very uh, simple way of explaining it. Yeah. And so when I was five, I had to get a nerve transplant, which is like mm. very, very, um, you know, that's a big deal for a kid, let alone anybody. And so I think it's so inspiring that you've actually been able to give back to the community of people that suffer with something like you. That's, I mean, I was only five years old when it happened. So you know, I kind of went through my whole like rehab, physical mm -hmm. therapy shtick, and I feel like I've moved forward. But to hear that there's just so much value in being able to share your story, like I'd love to do something like that one day for people yeah. with nerve injuries. I think that'd be really, really cool. That's amazing. And and to, to getting to like be able to fundraise for myself, um, not for myself, but for the hospital that I was in um, and getting to give back to them because so many people knew me and knew my family and knew our story. That was probably the coolest thing. And winning gold four years in a row Woo! for the biggest <laughs> team and most amount of money raised, like that was definitely the most rewarding part out of everything was getting to give back to the hospital that took such good care of me for so many years. And yeah, I love it. You've definitely inspired me to seek out other people that have now suffered with, you know, nerve injuries, brachial plexus injuries. I just think in hearing how much joy it's brought to your life, being able to meet people, give back, fundraise, I'd love to do something like that. So if nothing else, you have inspired me so much with this chat, but I know you've inspired so many other people too. Thank um, you so much. So maybe someone that is 
been recently diagnosed with hearing loss or, or other some type of illness, you know, do you have any tips for someone who's kind of in that early stage of like, wow, this is challenging. This is about to change my life. Great question as well. Um, I don't know. I think like maybe just take a step back and kind of just look at it through a positive lens. Like you said, a glass half full instead of half empty. Um, that what can I do to use this to my advantage, I guess. Um, like for me, it's always been the people I've met and the relationships I form and the jokes that I can make. <laughs> and how can I make this funny? And honestly, your story might inspire somebody you just have no idea. And I think that in this world today, people are becoming more and more free about sharing their diagnosis. So hop on social media and start documenting it because you're going to attract an audience of people who are probably going through the same thing and don't know what to expect. And I have one of my best friends is actually um, blind and she has a, a blog and she has cerebral palsy and all this stuff. And she was on my podcast a couple weeks ago. And she started blogging about her story and how her faith has helped her get through this. And she just graduated college two weeks ago. So I'm like, you go, girl. Like, you can do this, too. And there's so many people out there that can do this as well. So honestly, it's okay to feel all the feelings about receiving a newfound diagnosis. Like, it's scary and you might not know what to expect. But find the people that do because they've gone through it for a reason to help inspire you through your journey as well. We've chatted about this um, in a business sense as well. Sometimes your ideal client is someone who's just a few steps behind you. And Absolutely. I think that relates to health too. Like you're going to be able to help someone who's maybe just a few steps behind you. And you can look up to someone who's a few steps in front of you. And it's just a great way to share information down the line. Absolutely. I just think that's so cool. And this reminds me a little bit in grad school, we were learning about how social media has just transformed the landscape of health. Like you said, you can hop on a Facebook group or a forum or a blog and find someone suffering with the same thing. And I just yeah. think that makes the world feel a little bit smaller for those people that feel so alone in a community or in a place where maybe there is nobody like them. You are able to find someone like you out there, I promise. Absolutely. That's definitely been one of the things that I was able to cling to for so long. Um, and when you think you have like the weirdest diagnosis and there's nobody else in the world with it, I promise you probably do. <laughs> there's so many people out there. Maybe you have a different variation, but they can relate to the same thing you have. So Yeah. And sometimes people, I think what's so cool about social media too, is you may hear someone talking about, well, my early symptoms were this, or like it got to a point where I then reached out to a doctor. Someone may be suffering with something and they don't even realize it. And they're like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, oh, I do that or I do that. Maybe it's worth just getting a second opinion. So I know that sometimes social media can also be a great, not, we're not doctors, we are not medical professionals, no. but we can at least help introduce you to some resources and tools to help you get the care and the help that you need. Absolutely. You never know the network that somebody has um, and the resources and value that they can give you and things that you're struggling with right now. Yeah, 100%. So, Sophia, thank you so much for being on the So Rude Podcast. Today's episode was so inspiring and uplifting, and I hope everyone leaves this chat feeling like, you know what, if I'm faced with a challenge, like I can conquer it, you know? Yeah. But as always, I always ask any guest on my show, if there's one thing you wish you could have told your younger self, what would it be? 
And so I want to pose this question to you. Um, that's a good one. I think um, that, like I said, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through whatever life throws at you. And I always have a motto, um, since I'm a Christian, it's that if God brings you to it, he will get you through it. And so what you go through, you'll grow through. And all of those things are just kind of leading to the same thing, that you're going to be okay. And that you're there for a reason, and your reason could be something completely different than what you imagined. But all in all, it's probably going to inspire somebody, if not inspire yourself, to just take it and run with it. So I honestly think if I was younger, I'd say maybe started documenting my journey younger and that I could have kind of re like built a community from when I was younger. Um, but I kind of like now that I'm older and able to speak from the other side of it, that this is what you'll be able to expect. So yeah, you'll be okay and you will get through it. Not going to say it's not going to be hard, but things will turn out okay in the end. Yeah. You'll grow through what you go through. I yeah. really, really like that. Yeah. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for being on the So Rude podcast. I absolutely loved hearing about your story and your experience with hearing loss and how you've, you know, been able to succeed and overcome that. And now you're living on the other side, as you've called it. I think everyone listening to this episode, if you aren't already, make sure you go subscribe to the Here and Now podcast. This is Sophia's podcast. I'm going to have the link down in the description. We're also going to have her social medias, like her Twitter. She has a couple Instagram accounts. I'll have her website on there. Um, if you haven't already, listen to the last episode we talked about business as a young entrepreneur she has a lot of great tips on there she's also a business consultant so again just kicking ass taking names but <laughs> Sophia thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you so much Paige I'm so excited that I was able to join you today and talk about my story yeah I love it I just love sharing people's stories that are experiencing something that's just a little bit different than the norm yeah. and how they've been able to overcome that and so everybody, if you liked today's episode, please make sure you like and subscribe to the So Rude podcast. We are on Apple, Spotify, all the major streaming services. Make sure you give us a like or a comment. Reach out to us on our Instagram, Twitter, whatever, just to let us know. I'd love to talk about more topics that you guys enjoy. So if you really enjoyed today's topic, please let me know. I'd love to bring more stuff like that to you. As always, thanks for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next time on the So Rude podcast. Bye. Bye.